everyone. Welcome back to episode six of the Simply Wellen podcast. I'm your host, Colin, and I'm joined here by my co-host, Chris. How are we doing, everybody? We're just a couple of best friends who are passionate about all things pop culture. If you're looking for lukewarm takes on movies, video games, or TV shows, we've got just the show for you. And uh, this week, we're actually going to try and do things a little bit differently. Uh, we're going to take a look at all the upcoming Sony Spider-Verse properties, because we were just, you know, inspired by Morbius. And, uh, you know, you know, we just got to see what uh, more we have in store. <laughs> Inspired. Mm. Inspired. Maybe to commit violence. But beyond that, I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but we're going to look at all the upcoming stuff that they've got both confirmed and not necessarily rumored, but like <laughs> whispered about. Right. Uh, and then we're also going to try and take a swing at providing a spoiler free review for the movie. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, now. <laughs> When we went to see that, we had a little bit of uh, uh, a lead-in, didn't we? No, no. Let me let me say my piece first, and then no, no, no. Let me tell you my perspective. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So we decided to switch things up. It wasn't showing at our normal theater that we go to, mm -hmm. uh, which was fine. It was a little bit further away, but not bad. It's a nice theater, whatever. And uh, he was out and about, and I text him the address, and he goes, "Oh, cool." I'm like 15 minutes from there. I'm like, all right, word. I'm like 35, so I'll meet you there. All right, cool. So I head that way. I'm about five, ten minutes out, and he texts me and says, hey, my, uh, my phone's at 1%. I'm in the parking lot. I'm like, all right, cool, cool. I get there, and uh, there's like three parking areas. And I'm like, all right, word. And so I park right, like right up next to the theater, and it's uh, 9.15 showing, and I get there at like, a couple minutes before nine. I'm like, all right, sick. So I walk up to the door and I'm like, because, you know, his phone's dead. I tried calling him and it went straight to voicemail. And I'm like, all right, well, I'll stand at the door because, you know, there's three giant parking areas and I don't know which one he's in. So, you know, I'll wait for him to come to the door. And I like went into the lobby to make sure I wasn't missing him in there. Now I come out and I'm like, all right, well, I'll stand here, you know, and it gets to be about like mm, 9.15 when the showing starts and I don't see him and I'm getting pretty pretty fucking steamed up. I'm like, all right, what the hell is he thinking? Like, why would you not come to the door? What's the matter? And then I'm like, he said he was in the parking lot, so I'm not worried about his, like, his safety, right? But I was worried about, damn, did he go to the wrong theater? Like, what's going on, you know? So I go walking around, my happy ass all around the parking lots. I can't find him, can't find him. And I'm like, my God, this is absolutely ridiculous. And I walk back to the front, and I'm like, why would you not come to the doors? Like, the showing started 10 minutes ago, you know? And I'm like, and I call my wife, and I'm like, you're not going to fucking believe this, you know? And she's like, I don't know. And I was getting ready to leave him. I was like, all right. I told myself, all right, I'm going to go take one more lap. And then if I can't find him, I'm leaving. And uh, I was like, all right. So I head out, and I walk in, and I, and I spot his car. And I was like, oh, 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 oh. And I walk up, and I stand at the freaking passenger side, and I hold my hands up in the air like, what the hell? And he's like, oh, thank God. And he gets out, and he's like, I thought you were in a car accident. No, no, no. Now let me tell my <laughs> let me tell my perspective. Yeah, yeah, hit me. So yeah, I'm out and about, and Colin's like, you know what? Yeah, just meet me there. And I'm like, cool. I'm not that far. The way that I went only made it look like there was one. It was you know, one way in, one way out. So I pull in the parking lot, and I'm waiting, and I find me a spot so I can see all the cars that are coming in. So I say, oh, as soon as I see him spot his car, I'll get out. So I'm sitting there waiting, and I'm waiting, and then I, you know, my phone's getting on 1%. I'm like, shit, I don't have a car charger. I text you, and I'm like, hey, 
just you know by the by i'm in the parking lot um you know i'm in phone's the phone's about know, to die yeah phone's about to die and my phone dies so i'm just sitting there twiddling my thumbs and I'm waiting and i'm just watching the cars go by and then i'm looking at the time on you know the clock in my car and i'm like man like it's he's cutting it close he he should he should be here by now he was and i'm just like i keep watching these cars and then like i don't know i must have been just a little dramatic or something but like Heard a couple of sirens go by, and then it got quiet, <laughs> and then started raining. And so I'm starting to shit my pants a little bit, and I'm like, "Oh my god, is he in a car crash or something? Like, you know, <laughs> is did he, someone is he dead? You know, I was like, yeah, did something happen? And then like another like ten minutes go by, and I'm like on the brink of tears of like, oh my god, <laughs> you know what's gonna happen? Like, you know, I feel like something should have happened by now. And then yeah, then you like roll up and you know wave your hands at me and i jump like damn near out of my skin i'm getting out of the car i'm like colin i thought you were dead and i'm like you're about to be dude yeah you were so fucking mad the walk-in was so quiet <laughs> dude, it was I, like silent. That, I like that you were so certain that like first of all okay if that is the only way in i like that you were so certain that there's no way you could have missed me that you're like well i'm not gonna go check and see if he's here no, because I saw every car. I mean, because I what else was I gonna do? Sit on my phone? It's dead. So I was literally just watching, you know, that that thing. I was like, his car did not come in because I would see them come in. I'd see their headlights, and I know what your headlights look like, and I know what your tail lights look like. So if I can't see the car, I know I'm like, oh, okay, that you know that looks close to his. And then as well as when it passed me, I could turn around and see it drive away. I'm like, that's not his tail lights. All of this to say, the silver lining was that by the time we got our tickets and our popcorn and our drink, and we went in and we sat down, we just got to catch the tail end of Nicole Kidman's fucking sales pitch that we've seen like six times now <laughs> from the AMC theaters, where she's like, "Cinema is just incredible," and I'm like, "Oh my god!" And I, I the joke is, I always tell Chris, "All right, I already bought the fucking ticket. Play the movie. Like you ain't gotta sell me. On. <laughs> you ain't gotta. You ain't gotta sell. Me. You ain't gotta keep selling me. I bought the tickets. Anyways." But. We saw the movie. It was a good time. I was terrified. And I was fuming. But, uh, you know, (laughs) we're both okay. Yeah. I only got hit once, so. Yeah, yeah, right. (laughs) And it wasn't even by me. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Sorry. So before we get into the meat of the episode this week, uh, we just have to talk about a few things up top. We've got uh, Bob Odenkirk's next project after Better Call Saul. The newest project from the creators of Alan Wake. The future of the Flash and the DCEU, uh, Brie Larson joining another major franchise, and Thor: Love and Thunder set a Marvel record. All right. Oh shit! So if you're so if you're ready, we'll jump into the news. Yeah, lay it on me. I haven't heard most of this, so I'm very excited. All right. So Bob Odenkirk is actually going to continue to work with AMC after Better Call Saul wraps up this summer because its uh, final season actually starts airing. I want to say the 18th. Um, <clears throat> It, he's actually going to star and act as the executive producer on an adaptation of a novel by Richard Russo called Straight Man. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the story is being adapted by Aaron Zellman, who was, he writes a lot of crime dramas, uh, sure. like television dramas, and Paul yeah. Lieberstein, who you might know as Toby from The Office. Yeah, yeah, I know him. Um, and it's about uh, a midlife crisis of a gentleman named William uh, Devereaux Jr., and he's the chair of the English department at a pretty underfunded college in Pennsylvania. And Odenkirk just expressed that he really enjoyed the source material, the novel itself, as well as when he read their adaptation, he was like, I've got to do this. 
Um, and luckily he has from his relationship with AMC and Sony television, which is who has produced, um, better call Saul and breaking bad. Yeah. He has like a first look deal with Sony television. So basically when they get a hot property in, he gets first dibs to look at it. Right. Yeah. And uh, so he, he was like, yeah, I like this. I want it. And AMC has reportedly like fast tracked the project in the hopes of reaching a 2023 debut. So, uh, and, and I believe both Aaron Zellman and Paul Lieberstein are going to produce it as well. Because when I was looking at uh, Paul's, you know, I was like, I don't know him from anything else other than The Office, you know. And I was looking, and it looks like he does primarily writing and producing. So he must be, uh, I'm sure he made money from The Office, right? And uh, he uses it to create more things that he enjoys, that he writes himself, yeah. right? Yeah. But so I'm excited because that's, I like Odenkirk. He's done such a good job in both... Breaking Bad, obviously, as Saul, where he's a little bit more of like the comedic relief. And then in, mm. uh, in, in Better Call Saul, he, we get to see him be a bit more dramatic. Um, and he's done a great job with that as well. Yeah. So I just we, like the idea of... Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was saying, we should definitely do an episode just like covering Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul. That'd be really interesting. Yeah, because like, apparently... I, I didn't put this in the news because it sounds like it's a little bit more conjecture than like fact. And I don't want to be like... Sure. Clickbaity, right? But it sounds like um, Walt and Jesse might be in season six because they'd kind of talked about that Better Call Saul would take place before, during, and after Breaking Bad. Um, mm-hmm. And so if you're coming towards the end of Saul's story, um, you know, towards the end of his story, he does meet up with Walt and Jesse. So it makes sense for them to at least be background characters, you know. You said know. Walt and Jesse? I said Walt and Jesse. <laughs> I'm interested on how they're going to take that because Brian Cranston, he still basically looks the same as well as they can get a bald cap. But Aaron Paul, right. he's he's aging a little bit, starting to not right, catch yeah. up with him. But yeah, I mean, you figure he up. was he was like in his I want to say like mid to late 20s when they started Breaking Bad, and that was in 2009. So that's been over 12 years. You know, you grow quite a bit. Uh, you know, and age quite a bit between you know 25 and 40. You know, yeah, and. uh yeah, but no, I, I just, I like that it's a source material that he enjoyed and, you know, is passionate about, and then to read a script about it and go, yep, this is it. Like, I like this yeah. and I want to do it. Um, that makes me I, very yeah, excited. I, I, yeah, I trust his his instinct on those things yeah. now. And I also I also take Bob Odenkirk to be one of those people where he's like, he's not a, uh, what is he, a cash cow? Right, yeah, well, so yeah, and that's what I was going to say as well is, I am certain he made his money from... I mean, you figure he did quite a bit of comedy writing and stuff. He worked on The Simpsons and um, SNL and stuff like that in his early years as a writer. Um, and he worked for Conan on on his show when he was doing The Tonight Show. Mm-hmm. And um, so he's made a bunch of money before he was ever in Breaking Bad. And then I'm sure he made money in Breaking Bad, especially as the seasons went on. And then obviously being the top credit for six seasons of Better Call Saul, he, is, I'm sure, made money. Um, yeah. So you can trust his instinct being based more on the property itself rather than the money. Yeah. Do uh, you got any more thoughts on that? I don't want to don't want to <laughs> nag on because we will. Um. Yeah. No. I I look forward to to watching that, especially um, if Walt and Jesse are next. I think that'd be super interesting to see them again. And you know, who doesn't want to see Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul? Yeah. As their you know. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I think we should definitely because I know we started break, uh, Better Call Saul. Better call, we're pretty far into it. We're almost through season four, 
But obviously, we got to catch up because there's a season five that should be available on Netflix now. And then season, like I said, season six starts up in like a week. Yeah. So we got to catch up. And then I'd love to do an overview maybe of Breaking Bad. And then after that, do one of like Better Call Saul. Yeah, maybe we do. uh, Maybe we try and do Better Call Saul. I don't know that we'll be able to squeeze it in before the show ends. But maybe in preparation for like the series finale, we can do a, a recap on Better Call Saul. And then uh, talk about the, the final season. I don't know. Yeah. And just spitball. Uh, so Remedy Entertainment, uh, which is the team behind games like Control and Alan Wake, um, have announced that they will be teaming up with Rockstar to completely remake Max Payne 1 and 2. Okay. Um, <clears throat> and Remedy is manning the development side of the things while Rockstar is just funding the production. Because it is a mm-hmm. Rockstar property. They own Max Payne. Um, but they're, you know... Again, talking about making your money. They've got plenty of money from all them shark guards to just throw at, you know, Remedy to make a game, right? Right. And uh, Remedy actually just shipped a a remaster of their own game, Alan Wake, last year before announcing the really long-awaited sequel to that game itself at the Game Awards uh, in December. Uh, So the Max Payne remakes are going to be shipped as a single game as opposed to, like, two separate titles. And it's going to be releasing on PC, Xbox Series X and S, as well as the PS5. Um, oh. Did you get to play the the Max Payne games? No, I say I know that they were. Yeah, they would have been pretty graphic for when you were <laughs> playing on a PS2. Um, as well as you know, they're kind of they're they're old hits, but they're great. That concept of like bullet time, you know, where you jump through the air and go slow motion, and you're firing double guns and all that. Oh yeah, oh that's, yeah. That's that's Max Payne. Like Max Payne made that for games. Okay. Um, and they had a the most recent one I want to say was Max Payne three in like 2013 or 2011 somewhere in there. It might have even been 2015. I know that it was either just before or just after GTA five came out. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really good. It was a solid like single player shooter. Um, it had a nice like gritty modern noir to it. Sure. Um, and so I'd be excited to see, you know, obviously. <laughs> Next gen, gra- or I guess current gen now, current gen graphics on on an old story that's got a got a fond spot, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I think that'd be a lot of fun. While we're talking about Alan Wake, uh, this isn't even a new different news story. Have you heard of Alan Wake? I know that when it originally came out, it was a Xbox exclusive, but it's since been ported to like the Playstations and stuff like that. I have not. I do not so know what Alan Wake is. Yeah, so it's a really cool. I didn't get to play Control which was their most recent, like, new game. Mm-hmm. Um, but apparently it takes place in the same universe as Alan Wake. But mm-hmm. um, Alan Wake is about an author who writes horror novels. He's supposed to be kind of like a Stephen King. Um, and he's got writer's block. And so he goes to this town um, that I, I've completely lost the name of, but it's basically like a Twin Peaks kind of, um, you know, sleepy mountain town that might have more to, you know, more hiding behind it. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he is slowly losing his mind and having to, uh, collect pages of a manuscript that he doesn't remember writing. Um, and as he picks up the manuscript pages and reads them, what he's reading about seems to come true in front of him. Right. And so he's yeah. living through a horror novel that he wrote that he doesn't remember writing. Uh, and it's actually a really cool and it has a nice mechanic of, um, the, all the enemies are shrouded in darkness and you have to hit them with a flashlight, not like strike them with it, but shine the light on them yeah. uh, to like break the shadow before you can kill them. 
So it's kind of stressful because your instinct is to just like start firing away with the gun, uh-huh. you know? Right, right. But, but you, you can't, can't do that. You've gotta, yeah, you've got to strategize, and it, it gets pretty intense. Uh, but it's that a good game. Really I, I I did buy the the remaster of it, and I've mm-hmm. I've been playing through that, and it's a good time. Yeah, I'll definitely have to try it out. And the trailer for Max Payne, or sorry, Alan Wake Two that they showed looked really like they said they were going to focus more on the survival horror aspect of like you know limited supplies and you're alone and all that and just really force you into being afraid for your life because i don't have much to keep me alive you know right so that's exciting Uh, any thoughts on that i don't want to i don't want to move on yeah i was just gonna say that sounds really really exciting yeah and though i love the aspect of it you know not having as much supplies because i will say in video games if i have like more ammunition, anything like that. I'm always more of like a oh, guns blazing. I, yeah, you know. <laughs> so, anyways, I started blasting. Yeah, I'm already a barbarian when I play, but with this, you know, it definitely puts you through the ringer of trying to, you know, like you're saying, strategize and everything. It sounds very intriguing. Yeah, and and you know, to kind of piggyback off of that, you talking about being like guns blazing, you know, that it'll be interesting to see because Max Payne one and two is much more that, like you know. Like I said, jumping through doorways, you're going into slow motion, firing double pistols, and, you know, it's very high-octane energy, like, action movie. So it's a good contrast to see them be able to do something like that, as well as a game like Alan Wake, where it's more slow and methodical and strategic. Absolutely, yeah. Um, So we're going to pivot to to some movie stuff. Um, So it's been in the news, and I don't want to get into all the details, but the recent arrest of actor Ezra Miller... um, in Hawaii has caused Warner brothers and DC executives to kind of hold an emergency meeting to discuss their future with Miller. Um, and as of right now, it doesn't seem like there's any official announcement stating whether a decision was made as far as, are we going to fire him? Are we going to keep moving forward? Is there going to be punishment? Whatever. Right. Um, but the consensus from the public seems to be replace Ezra with Grant Gustin, who plays flash in the television show on the CW. Um, and honestly, I mean, this isn't the first public like misconduct that Ezra Miller has been the center of. Just before COVID hit, they were caught on camera, um, like grabbing a fan by the neck after being kind of. I mean, I'm sure it was annoying, like asked for photographs and things like that. But still, you don't assault somebody, right? Right. Yeah. And, and, I, th- and I think they got lucky. Um, <laughs> insofar as COVID hit, like right at the same time, and it kind of got swept under the rug, you know, because the news had bigger things to focus on. And, and so, luckily, it was like a whoof, you know. Maybe we don't have to address that. And then, of course, right as we're coming out of COVID, they go and get themselves in trouble in uh, in, in, in Yeah, it was so, literally the day after he got his Oscar. Yeah. The ego just all went yeah. to his head. The power. <laughs> the power! <laughs> yeah. I did. <clears throat> I, I, I'm torn. So I didn't watch too much of the, the television show, The Flash, but my wife did. And, you know, it was pretty enjoyable for, like, a, you know, just a standard cable television show um, on the CW or, or wherever it is. Um, mm-hmm. But, I mean, that I, I remember seeing that it's going on, like, its ninth season. So I don't know if Grant Gustin's going to be in a spot where he wants to do that. You know what I mean? You're already so far. I've already been the character for better part of ten years, you know, to then now go, oh, yeah, how do you want to be him in a movie? And, you know, would it be the same character, or is he going to have to start over? Is he taking over for Ezra Miller as the same? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's already got such a, an idea of who the Flash is for him. I don't know how that would translate. I think it'd be a good opportunity to 
uh, it looks like you know the Flash movie is gonna kind of involve the the multiverse or at least timelines and things like that. Um, so it might be a good opportunity to go. And you know, when some time stuff happened, now instead of it being um, you know Barry Allen, it's Wally West, which is another Flash um, from the comics. And so then you yep. can just do a whole new character, different actor, whatever, and just kind of you know <laughs> wash your hands of it, you know, whatever. Um, but I, I do that think. Would be clean. I do think, obviously, there's something going on with, with Ezra, and, and they do need maybe some help or whatever, but I'm not a professional. That's not really my area. But just in general, I don't know that them being in a, a big spotlight like that is, is necessarily the move. It's bad for them as well as, the, obviously, the, the company. Mm-hmm. Um, what did so they yeah, do? They, um, so in Hawaii, they got drunk at a karaoke bar, from what I understand, and were... Like screaming, from my understanding, it was like maybe racial uh, racial uh, slurs and stuff, and just being belligerent in general. Um, and, and yeah, just basically, it sounded like they were getting upset at a karaoke bar that people were singing, and which obviously doesn't make sense. And it's funny on the surface, but it's like okay, either they were very drunk or they're a very unstable person right now. Yeah, they might not be in a great spot, uh, which is sad to see. But yeah, they they had a pretty public. You know, I mean, you're out at a bar and people go, oh, that's Ezra Miller. And, you know, then you go and do that. And it's it's not a good look, obviously. Right. Yeah. Yikes. And like I said, they've, they've got a history of being just randomly violent. So, yeah, I think there is something there that they need to they need to work on themselves before, uh, you know, being a headliner of a pretty major franchise. Godspeed, you know, least- Spider-Man. Face <laughs> 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 boosted. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta uh, help me. I cut the mind goblin. <laughs> yeah, I can help you, <laughs> Mister Osborne. But what's the mind goblin? <laughs> mind goblin, these nuts. Ha <laughs> ha. Uh Vin Diesel. He got on Whoa. Instagram. What? 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 Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Continue. Anyways, Vin Diesel. He got on Instagram and he posted a selfie of him and Brie Larson. Uh, to announce that she is going to be a part of the Fast and the Furious verse. So D- Diesel posted a candid selfie of the two of them just laughing, and the caption said, yeah, 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 you see this angel over my shoulder cracking me up. You say to yourself, that's Captain Marvel. Clearly there's love and laughter in this image. What you don't see, however, is the character you will be introduced to in Fast 10. Uh, you have no idea how timeless and amazing she will be in our mythology. <laughs> Beyond her beauty, her intellect, her Oscar, ha-ha, and he he wrote, ha-ha, is this profound soul who will add something you might not have expected but yearned for. Welcome to the family, Brie. And he wrote family in all caps. Uh, So, yeah, Larson's going to be joined by Jason Momoa, as they'll both be newcomers to the Fast franchise. And Fast 10 is going to be like part one of a two-part finale. So they're using, they're they're going for the the Harry Potter, Deathly Hallows part one and two for Fast and the Furious. And I would just like to take the moment to remind people that Fast and the Furious 1 is about an undercover cop trying to get on the inside of a DVD player stealing ring. It took this long. <laughs> and now, 11 films by the time it's done, and they're going to space. Like, <laughs> like what? These DVDs, it's not just on Earth, it's on the fucking moon. <laughs> they legitimately went to space in the last one. Oh my god! I stopped watching it. I think after three, I didn't see, I didn't see eight or nine. I did see seven, and I don't think I saw six, but I saw five. Five was a really good time, actually. 
Like, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, like, five's really good. Um, I mean, it's dumb. Like, you, you got to just kind of turn the brain off. You're not going there to see, like, you know, art. But if it does its job of making you go, damn, that was a good time. You know, it was funny. It was actiony, whatever. Then it did its job, right? And yeah. That's a form of art, but it's not, like, an art house film. I don't know that the phrase, she will be in our mythology, is really how I would describe the lore, if you want to call it that, of Fast yeah, Vin, and the Furious. Vin Diesel's really big simping for Brie Larson right here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, and her Oscar, you know? She's like, she's yeah. smart. And by God, she's got an Oscar. We can slap starring Oscar winner Brie Larson. <laughs> Fast 10, you know? And all I can think about is all the memes when he just, he did in all caps, family. Family. <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, you got any thoughts there? Uh, like I said, I think I stopped after number f- like three or four. I remember yeah. two was really good too. You know, Tokyo Drift. I mean, that's just such a, such a classic. Yeah, right. Um, and I, I'm always down to watch that because you know who doesn't love a good car movie? You know, yes, and, and I can't think of the actor's name, but the one that plays um Han in in, in that his buddy. Oh, uh, yeah. Is... Um, ah, shit. I, it's I'm blanking on it. Uh, Jamie, pull that up. <laughs> yeah, let's see here. You keep talking like you were talking. But, um, yeah, you know, I don't know. I feel like it's a, more of a gag at this point. Right. Yeah. But to me, it's like a gag that's like, you're joking. Like, there's, yeah, there's like it's getting another one. Like, yeah, but the, the joke like was over, you know, go home. Saga. The yeah, fast you know, saga. It's a saga. 11 films. Jesus, that's fucking ridiculous. It's just way too much going on, and yeah, what the hell are you even gonna make this about? Yeah, I saw a uh, Hob- is it Hobbs and Shaw, which yes, is like the spinoff. Yeah. And when I went on a bachelor party with for a buddy, um, we're all just kind of chilling, and there's so much going on. I was like, I need to go sit down for a little bit, and so I'm <laughs> no, sitting I need down. To sit and down. I- and we're in a cabin, and so I just threw, you know, cable TV on, and I was just, like you know, glazed over, like, fucking beat, tired as shit. And I see this, and I'm like, all right, I guess I'll give this a watch. Yeah. It is so bad. <laughs> like, it's... I was watching it with a, a buddy of mine named Blaine, and we could not stop laughing. Yeah. About how bad it was. Like, there was a scene where... You know, kind of like the Captain America helicopter scene where he's holding on. Yeah, to the, yeah. You know, there's a scene where, du- excuse me, Dwayne the Rock Johnson is being, you know, is holding. Uh, is it, is it like, when he flexes out of his cast? No, no, no. It was actually like supposed to be a more serious scene. I guess um, he's holding on to like the the cord of a tow truck. Uh huh. Oh, 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 right, 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 right. On, and he's holding on to the the. Uh, helicopter and then the helicopter yeah yeah Yeah. and he's just like he's the sole reason why he's keeping these things together yeah he's the link in the chain yeah and i was just like dude no like (laughs) i'm gonna i'm gonna buy it more if it's steve rogers because he's a superhuman you're just a jock juiced up yeah you're just a guy yeah Yeah, and so i was like this is it's so stupid that i try to pan that's the thing is it's like I want to say it's either four or five where they just all of a sudden become superheroes. Like it goes from like street racing and DVD player theft 
to like just they're on the moon and they're holding planes together and shit. It's just crazy. I did find his name, by the way. The actor that plays Han is Sung Kang, and he's a, a Korean American actor. Yeah. But yeah, it was just bad, and I'm probably gonna go see it now because you mentioned something. But I don't know. It's just Jesus. Yeah, the nice thing about him is it doesn't. It's not the kind of franchise where, well, I've got to see the first t- nine before I see ten. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. You could probably just drop in and turn your head off and just go, "All right, cool." There's, there's, you know, there's tits, ass, and shit blowing up, and I'm cool with that. You know. Yep. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> so yeah, I mentioned it up top, but Thor: Love and Thunder has set a kind of negative record for the MCU. It's got the shortest gap between its first trailer and the release date. So we have not seen any footage yet, and it releases in less than 90 days. Yikes. Uh, I think right now it might be more than 90, but by the time this episode goes out, it'll be less than 90 days. Um, Which could be a good thing, could be a bad thing, I don't know. Uh, The prior record holder was The Incredible Hulk, which had 93 days between its first look and its opening day. And, you know, of course, people are, like, speculating like crazy because there's nothing else to do. Uh, right. They're like, oh, maybe it's because it's a bad movie, which I don't think is likely because Taika Waititi does a pretty good job with most things he's involved in. Um, I got a feeling what it, yeah. and this is just I thought, my. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, I got a fever. <laughs> <laughs> I got a fever. And the only prescription is more Thunder <laughs> trailer. Um. No, I was going to say, I could definitely see them dropping a trailer, and it's just like, what the fuck? And it, then, like, it, like I have, what the fuck? Like, I have to go yeah. see this. This is crazy. And, like, well, it's and just going to drop a lot on you. That they might do, like, um, like Spider-Man No Way Home did, where they use the post credit scene of that to just be the trailer for the next movie. Um, and they might do that with Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if maybe it has major connections to either Moon Knight or Doctor Strange. Basically, something that's happening right now that will set up Thor. And if they showed the trailer, it would spoil what's happening right now. Sure. Um, Which I I would be okay with it as an understanding point. Yeah. Because like I remember, for example, some of the early... Like the trailer they showed at Comic-Con for Avengers Infinity War had Thor, like the first shot of the trailer is Thor crashing into the uh, the windshield of the Benatar. Mm-hmm. And he has both of his eyes. Yeah. But in the release, like the actual trailer that went out to the public, he's wearing the, the um, eye, patch eye patch because Thor had been out by then. Mm-hmm. So just things like that. And I mean, Marvel's good for that. They'll edit in or out whole characters from scenes or put in a scene from a, the movie that just never happens. Um, and I'm sure part of that's just, it gets left in editing, but also like, we got to throw people off the trail, you know? Yeah. Cause people will just comb through these trailers and find out everything, which is yeah, fun. But then do. by the time you get there, there's no surprises. Yeah. And that's the thing I like about going to the movies is just that little surprise. Yeah. Well, <laughs> maybe Sony has some surprises in store for us. Hmm. Yeah, it's a it's 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 a it's a segue, baby. Mm, that's All right, smooth. So, smooth as yeah, butter, yeah. smooth like ice. All right, what's so, cooler than being cool? <laughs> ice cold. Anyways, uh, we're gonna look at 
just all of the Sony Spider-Verse movies. So basically starting at Venom in 2018 and then working our way up to uh, the gold that is Morbius and then the future. Uh, there's only one or two films that are like for sure coming out uh, in the future, but there's quite a few movies that are at some stage of development and not like there's no confirmation that they're canceled. Do you hear that? Hear what? <laughs> not a sponsor. <laughs> what even was it? <laughs> it was a can of soda. Oh. <laughs> I was like, is he popping a cold one? <laughs> so let's just talk about <clears throat> like real brief i mean we're not going to get into too much plot we're going to talk about if we liked it didn't like it what they could have done better what was good what was bad whatever right so venom 2018 did you see it yes all right what'd you think um i i thought it was okay like i thought it was pretty good i thought it was solid yeah so i <clears throat> And I think this is a good comparison between it and Morbius. Uh, when my wife and I went to go see Venom, I wasn't confident in it. Again, like the trailer didn't catch me. I was like, all right, I'll go see it because it's, you know, Spider-Man adjacent, right? Mm -hmm. And so I had pretty low expectations in general. And they exceeded those. Ex it exceeded that expectation. You know, I was like, okay, yeah, that was more enjoyable than I suspected it would be. Right. Right. Um. I did think it was, you know, there was some things they could have done better, obviously, but that's the kind of the case with any origin story. Um, yeah, in, in general, it wasn't terrible. Like, uh, I did really not enjoy the <laughs> post credit scene with Woody Harrelson wearing just, he looked like a Ronald McDonald wig, supposed <laughs> to be <laughs> fucking Cletus Cassidy, uh, who is um, Carnage. But yeah, yeah. I, that post credit scene was rough. Because uh, I mean, he literally says, I think he says the phrase, like, there's gonna, like, there will be carnage. And he's got just a fucking wig on that. He looks like Annie, like Little Orphan Annie. <laughs> and you're like, oh no. But yeah, it surprised. Uh, I thought there was some good humor to it. The action wasn't bad. I did, I, I wish that they had made, like, the villain a little bit more distinct, where there was times where they're fighting and it just looks like there's mud on the screen. Yeah. Yeah. But in general, in general, it was, you know, it was good. I thought, obviously, Tom Hardy had a pretty, pretty strong carry on his back there, you know? Yeah, but, hey, uh, he's a really talented actor, in my opinion. Yeah. And, and, you know, kudos to him. You know, there's some, some silly lines or some just general shittiness uh, that he, he sells pretty well. Um, yeah. And then, of course, that leads to Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage, which was actually directed by um, Andy Serkis. Uh, so I was like, oh, okay, I'm interested, right? Maybe mm -hmm. it'll be better or whatever. I personally felt it was pretty plain. Um, I did not see it. Right. And I mean, a lot of people did, which, I mean, you figure it came out during the pandemic and stuff. Um, and so it obviously had lower numbers anyhow. And then it went to streaming. And unfortunately, it's not on like any specific streaming service. You have to rent it still, I believe. Mm. Um, so, you know, I did end up renting it. Um, and I was glad I did because it was, it was relatively plain. I mean, it was pretty middling. Um, I, I told my wife, it felt like it came out like it was a very 2009 movie, you know, um, which I think is a problem that a lot of these are going to come up against. That'll be a theme that we see that is just 
in, in a world where Marvel has been active for the better part of 15 years, um, origin stories that are just okay feel really bad in comparison because we're kind of past the origin story. We've seen it so many times that it's, it's hard to sell. Um, I, I did like the inclusion at the end. Uh, the post credit scene was, uh, oh, okay, Venom is in the MCU, and he's seeing Tom Hardy Spider-Man, or sorry, Tom Holland Spider-Man on the TV. And Venom is like, yeah, I want, I want that guy. And so it's like, okay, cool, so here's how they're going to meet up. And then in the post credit scene for No Way Home, the, he, he never leaves the tiki bar that he's in in the first movie, and then he just disappears back to his universe. And so it's like, okay, well, that was kind of a waste. But they did uh, leave a little teaser that the yeah. symbiote had stayed behind. But I was really excited to see Tom Hardy get to interact with Tom Holland. That's um, what I wanted. That's what I but, wanted. But I don't know. And it's a hard thing because then it's like, well, I don't know if I want Tom Holland Spider-Man to touch the same universe as Morbius. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. You know, and it's just it's a hard up and down where... It, they haven't not gotten enough Tommy. consistency. Yeah, there's not enough consistency in the product yet for me to go. Yeah, there's something there. We can fold that in. You know, I'm still very like, ooh, that's you can give it a try, but don't let it touch. It's like that kid that's picky <laughs> about his food touching. You know? Yeah. Uh, so we're not going to talk about Morbius because we already did. So we're just going to go ahead and say, yuck. Uh, yeah. Craven the Hunter uh, is the uh, the next confirmed film. And that's supposed to come out in 2023. Mm -hmm. um, and it's got uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson cast in the title role of Craven. Um, Craven is actually a really interesting Spider-Man villain. Um, yeah. And, and so I like the idea of, yeah, he's a cool one to use. But I do worry that it's a cool character that they're going to give a meh Butcher. movie to. And then kill that character as far as like financial viability for the studio. You know, where they're like, well... I guess people don't like Craven, and it's like no, people just don't like bad movies. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, I think because like we said with Morbius, there is something there. Yeah, you know, they just yeah, didn't the, find it. No, I think with this one, because Craven's just the hunter, correct? Craven the hunter, yep. Or Craven, he's Craven's just the hunter. No, Craven's just a villain, right? Correct. Yeah, to the best of my knowledge, I've. Um, I know more of him from there's a very specific book called um, I want to say Craven's Last Hunt. Yeah. Um, and then I know him primarily from like the 90s cartoon and things like that. Um, and, and yeah, in my experience, he's only been a villain. I know that both Morbius and Venom in the comics did kind of transition into like anti-hero slash vigilanteism. Um, yeah. In, in the 90s when they were like, these guys need to be kind of better than they are so that we can sell them to kids, you know? Right. With Craven the Hunter, I feel something I'd really love to see just make him a villain. I want to hate him. Yeah, give me a... Because, I mean, not to, with not Morbius, to compare. Yeah, well, I was ahead. just going to say, with Morbius or Venom, you know, they're villains, but they're trying to make him a likable character. Right. And well, and I don't even know. Like, Venom, Venom wants to be a hero. Yeah, he's like, we only eat bad guys. And I'm like, well, that's not, yeah. that's not who he is, but... Mm -hmm. Yeah, <clears throat> which they, that is more from, like, the 90s comic of, like, um, you know, when he's a, a, a good guy, air quotes, you know, he's being an anti-hero or a vigilante. Mm -hmm. And, um, which is where, like, the 
the thing about him eating chocolate comes from is like, okay, in place of human flesh, he can just eat chocolate bars. Isn't that cute? You know? Right. It's like, no, 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 no. I want to see him eat people. Like, show me yeah. him biting the head off. Um, right, yeah. Make like, if you're going to yeah. set up, that could be the selling point. Like, what separates this from the Marvel Universe is these are all bad people. Mm-hmm. You know? DC's thing seems to be, yeah, that it's darker and grittier or whatever, right? Um, and, you know, Marvel has its, you know, you know what Marvel tastes like, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you know, maybe the Sony-verse could be yeah, these are all bad guys. Like, and then you're in a, a nice conundrum where you're like, I love to hate these guys, and I hate that I love them, right? And then right. you pit them against a Spider-Man of, of some sort. Not necessarily Tom Holland, but a Spider-Man. And you're like, ooh, but I love Spider-Man too. You know? Mm-hmm. And now you've got a, con- a conflict within yourself of like, do I root for the Sinister Six, or do I root for Spider-Man, who's obviously the hero, but right. I know these guys. You know? And you could make them complex characters where, yeah, they're villains, but they're not like just mustache twirling, cackling villains. They're villains for a reason, right? You justify their villainy so that mm-hmm. you understand them. Um, all of that, and to as say, well as I, I wouldn't make yeah. it like, you know, something they they I've seen far too often is in the origin story. They'll make them out to be like this badass could take anything on, and right. then when you know they fight. When they try to combine two movies, a perfect example: Godzilla versus King Kong. I know I yeah, stroked, yeah. I stroked that off for a long time, and then it but, came out, and you're like, "Is I?" Yeah, I was like, eh, "That's all right." Um, but yeah, they're both so powerful by themselves, and then when they come together, it's like, well, yeah, yeah, you know. it just didn't seem like they gave it their all, right? Um, with uh, with. Craven being played by Aaron Taylor Johnson, it does make me like <laughs> disappointed because it's like, oh man, like with this being MCU adjacent and Aaron Taylor Johnson is who played Quicksilver um, okay. in the MCU. It's like, uh-huh. well, obviously he's not, uh, I wouldn't think he's not a Pietro Maximoff variant, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, I guess we really aren't going to see that Quicksilver again. <laughs> Which kind of sucks because. I liked him as Quicksilver. Yeah, and I, I just like the idea of let's get another Quicksilver, you know. Because mm-hmm. um, yeah, so, we didn't see him anything more than that movie. No, like they brought him in and they killed him and then it was like, alright. we we There we go. There you go, people. There's stakes in these movies. We killed a character that you didn't really care about yet. Yeah. Um, obviously, then they changed that up with like Infinity War and Endgame, but still. Um... Then we're going to talk about these. We'll not really get to do too much in depth about because they're all vaguely in production. Like mm-hmm. they've the one that I've been hearing the most about recently is Madam Web. Um, <clears throat> now I, I'm looking it up on the the Wikipedia page here just to see if there's ones that I didn't know about that were in production. And they mention here that <laughs> after working on Morbius, Sony hired Matt Sazama and Burke Sharpless to write a script centered around Madam Web. So the the two guys that wrote Morbius are writing Madam Web. And I'm like, oh Jesus. no. That's not good. <laughs> but Put it him sounds in, like in bag. <laughs> it sounds like they hired a new writer to create a film with a specific actress in mind, which is good. Um mm-hmm. so Dakota Johnson, do you know her by name or would I have to tell you what she's been in? No, I do not know. She's the female lead from Fifty Shades. 
I haven't seen it. Couldn't picture it. Well, I mean, you don't have to see it. Uh, I haven't watched them either. What's her name? Um, Dakota Johnson. Are you looking it up on your phone? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you, you, I've you, seen her face. Okay. So, and then there's been, I, they don't say it here, and I completely blanked on the young lady's name, but she is from um, Euphoria. <clears throat> um, Zendaya? Very, no, 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 no. Uh, very pretty blonde, um, but I, either way, she's been rumored to maybe be in it. Um, the thing that gets me is in in the comics, Madam Web is uh, an older person, mm-hmm. an older woman who is like she kind of exists outside the the multiverse of sorts, and mm-hmm. she can like she brings together in the in the cartoon she actually brings together a bunch of different Spider Men in like a Spider Verse type deal. Uh, to help stop um, Carnage, or a version of Carnage. Okay. Um, And and so it's a a character that might be able to introduce the... uh, It seems like a natural way to go, okay, we're going to kind of dig into the multiverse from Sony's perspective, right? Sure. (sighs) But they don't list who the new writer is. So I'm like, okay, I'm glad that they're maybe going, you know what, maybe they saw early cuts of Morbius and were like, yeah, we got to get... we got to get these guys off the fucking job here and brought somebody else in. But you know, Dakota Johnson's been in some good movies outside of um, the 50 shades films. Uh, And so I'm like, okay, I'd be interested to see what they can do with that character. But it does seem like an odd character to base a whole movie around. She really is typically just like, she's kind of like bound to a chair with no use of her legs. So that's an interesting like story thing to have to work around. Or do they just go, ah, fuck it. She can walk. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but I could see that leading into the Sinister Six, which they've kind of been trying to work uh, work that into existence since like 2013. Um, back when the Amazing Spider-Man came out, they were the plan was all right. We're going to do three Amazing Spider-Man movies and a Sinister Six movie. Um, mm-hmm. and, and you figure at the end of Amazing Spider-Man two, the post credit scene is like the basement of Oscorp has like basically just. It's just a basement full of origin stories where there's vulture wings and the mm-hmm. black cat suit and the yeah. Dr. Octopus arms and all that. And it's like, yep, that's where it's going to come from, right? Um, but now it looks like we're getting vulture from the MCU and I guess Morbius and Venom and Craven the Hunter. And so it's like, okay, is Madam Web going to be the other one? Or is there another character that we haven't heard about yet? You know what I mean? Well, the original... The original Sinister Six is Vulture, Electro, Doc Ock, Goblin, uh, Rhino, and Scorpion, right? I believe so, yep. What the fuck's wrong with getting a Scorpion? Like, yeah, throw. Right, yeah, we haven't seen him, in, him in, in live action yet. We haven't seen too much of Rhino either. Right, yeah, I mean, we've basically got Paul Giamatti laughing at a robotic dinosaur, or <laughs> rhinoceros. Right, so, like, make something happen there. Like, not that I'm against other ones, but, like. No, yeah. Like, those are some ones I want to see. Yeah. Yeah, give us something interesting. Especially Scorpion. They did a fantastic job with Scorpion in the Amazing Spider-Man video game. Yes. Yeah. And then, obviously, in Spider-Man PS4, when we got, like, Mm -hmm. Electro and Shocker and all that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they basically did the Sinister Six in in that game, and it went really well, you know. Give me Doc Ock. Give me a different version of Doc Ock. I don't want to see Alfred Molina again. He's a good guy, but, you know, we don't need to tie him into this. Just give right. me something new. After that, it really kind of gets um, gray, because for a while that was dropped off 
but hereafter, Venom did pretty well financially. Um, Amy Pascal, who's like the head of Sony, was like, yeah, we're doing this shit. Like, run it. Uh, so they're ramping back up production on uh, on that film as an idea, which I think is pretty evident from the movies that they're making, that they're sure. building to their own team up, you know. And I would like for it to be good. I'm not going to try and shit on it all the way, but I just, I'm I'm nervous because they haven't made anything mind-blowing yet, you know. They haven't hit their their Iron Man or their um, you know their Avengers, Captain America one, things like that. Where you're All like, right. ooh, there's there's something here. Mm-hmm. Um, and a- after that, it gets real sketchy. Like there's rumors uh, of like, oh yeah, they're writing a pot movie, which Jackpot's a really weird character again to make a movie about. Jackpot yeah. in the comics is just like, oh, it's a it's a woman who the whole comic is based around making you go. I think that's fucking Mary Jane going out at night and being a, a hero or a vigilante of sorts. And then the reveal is like, yeah, no, it's not Mary. And, and I'm like, okay, are they going to, are they going to get someone that looks like Zendaya? Are they just going to get Zendaya to do it? And then it not be Zendaya, you know what I mean? Or mm-hmm. completely change it around. I don't know. Um, Cause we don't really have a, a Peter Parker confirmed in this universe to go, Oh, that must be his Mary Jane. You right. know what I mean? Um, no, no, that's and all. Then, yeah, and they're actually looking into making television series as well, um, like a Silk film. Which Silk is, I believe. Let me let me pull her up here. I, I want to make sure I'm thinking of the right one. Yeah, Cindy Moon. Um, she's a Korean American who actually got bit by the same spider, I believe, um, as Peter Parker at the same time. And you know, Peter Parker's been out. Spider-Manning, and she's been trying to like just train herself and hone her skills and all that, and, uh-huh. and so she's kind of an interesting one to go. Yeah, here's somebody else that is a spider person and might have better like com- combat skills, and some of her different skills have been honed and things like that. Um, yeah. And I believe she's got a, a photographic memory, if I recall. But yeah, so there's just that's an interesting character to go. Yeah, let's throw her in. Fuck it, you know, see what sticks. But I don't yeah. know where they would where they would air it because they don't have their own streaming service. You know, it's not like a a Disney Plus series or anything like that. Um, yeah, that. So my first thought would say well, maybe Disney Plus, but I don't know. Yeah, maybe they could strike a deal. Who knows? Um, <clears throat> and then there's no. a series that they have in development. Do you say no? I don't see them ever doing that. No, because there's too much they're money each, on the for both. Yeah, of they're them. each way too stubborn to money hungry for that. Uh, and, and really, it looks like that's the last one that has like any real meat on its bones as far as like, yeah, there's something happening there. Everything else yeah. is like, yeah, so-and-so is attached to write something vaguely like this one's going to have a female character in it. And it's like, okay, well, that could be anybody, right? Right. And it's like, last we heard in 2017, <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, I really don't think... I, I think they were throwing a lot at the wall to see what stuck, and now that they've gotten some success with the villains, they're like, alright, well, we're running with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm hopeful for it, but I don't know. Um, let's get into something a little bit more enjoyable. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like we said at the top, we went and saw Everything Everywhere which was a movie that we didn't know anything about until we saw the trailer for it in front of uh, the Batman. Mm-hmm. And we both kind of looked at each other and went, oh, that look, yeah, that looks pretty interesting, good. you know. Um, so I'll talk a little bit about like its performance so far. 
keeping in mind that it doesn't have an overseas release yet, and its marketing has been pretty slim, considering you yeah. figure that's the first we'd, we'd seen it. Yeah. Um, so it's been out for a few weeks, but its wide release was this weekend, um, this past Friday. And so far, it's got a $6 million weekend on a budget of $25 million. So hopefully, with things like good word of mouth and getting potentially an overseas release, it should be able to make that $25 million back. Yeah. Um, and, and with next to no marketing, you might call it $30 million, right? Reception, it's been received very well uh, from like a, a review standpoint. IMDb has it sitting at a 9 out of 10. Metacritic has it at an 82 out of 100, giving it an 8 out of 10. And Rotten Tomatoes, it's currently sitting at a 97% from the critics and a 94% from the audience. So yeah. it seems across the board, everybody's saying it's on the higher end of good. Um, yeah, it's really, really good. Yeah, we, we enjoyed it a lot. And I think the surprise of it was nice that I didn't know anything about it. It rarely happens to me that something that really interests me just kind of flies under the radar. Yeah. Um, and, <clears throat> and what's nice is that it was written and directed by um, Daniel Kwan and Daniel Schreinhart. Scheinert, I believe is how you pronounce the last name. And, and they work together under the name just Daniels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they actually made the movie from a few years ago, Swiss Army Man. With yeah. um, Daniel, uh, Daniel Radcliffe. Radcliffe. Yeah, which I could totally see now, where it's super bizarre. Um, yeah. And from the uh, cast standpoint, you've got Michelle Yeoh, who is um, from Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and she plays Evelyn Wang. And her daughter is played by Stephanie uh, Sue, I believe is how you pronounce her last name. And she's recently been in Marvelous Ms. Maisel on Amazon. And then she was actually in Shang-Chi. She's the, the friend that they're having dinner with. Oh, okay. Have you seen Shang-Chi yet? No. <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, I was going to play it off. Oh, wait, like, wait, oh wait, wait, okay, wait. yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to no, see Shang-Chi. It. It's very good. Yeah, I know. I hear it was really good. I just, yeah, I don't know. Right. I don't know why. Because I, I remember going like, oh, no, I do want to see that. I do want to see that. And then I just never did. And I was like, oh, well, I guess <laughs> I'm never going to watch that movie. Right. Yeah, it just never happened, I guess. Um, <laughs> right. And then we've got, um, let's see, I'm really going to butcher his name, and I feel bad. Uh, K. <laughs> K. Hui Kwan. Um, and he was, is most famously from Goonies and Temple of Doom. He played Data and Short Round, um, yeah. respectively. And he plays the, the husband of the family, the father, Waymond Wang. And then James Hong, who's been in like Blade Runner and Big Trouble in Little China. And then he's been in a bunch of... Um, different like comedic roles he mm-hmm. plays the grandfather gong gong and then jamie lee curtis from like <laughs> all halloween th- and knives out go ahead yeah yeah that's so all i think of uh for the actor who, who plays the grandfather is uh the fucking dad from kung fu panda who sells noodles yes like, that that's is just the, when he it is. that i know that's, but like whenever he yeah. talks that's just like that's him that's all i see <laughs> Yeah, you're like, oh, that's that is the dad from Kung Fu Panda. I'm hearing it. <laughs> Tell me I want noodles. Tell me something. Yeah. Um, so I've got the synopsis pulled up if you want me to read it to you. Yeah. So uh, they <laughs> I found a variety of synopses, um, one of which was just an aging Chinese immigrant is swept up in an insane adventure where she alone can save the world by exploring other universes, connecting with the lives she could have led. Um. So I think that's pretty much all the trailer tells you, honestly. Yeah, like literally, if if even. Like it was very obviously multiversal. Um and you're like, okay, there's something there maybe. 
but the action looked good. It looked visually interesting, and I was like, all right. Um, I thought we would rate it up top since we're not going to spoil it. Um, mm-hmm. I I said it was overwhelming. Oh, a hundred percent overwhelming. Like it's it's a must see. Um, and I think yeah, we don't want to spoil it because I think it's a movie that you should just go see for yourself and not listen to two jagaloons just slap their gums about it. Literally, um, it's a very good film. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's so good, and it's the list. The least you know, the better. I think it was. There was so many yeah. surprises for me that I would hate to take that away from you. Um. So yeah, go see it if you can. Because um, again, it's also a pretty original movie, and for it to be a, an indie film, you know, it, it sounds like a lot of money, but $25 million isn't a lot in, in movie terms. So I'd really like to see it succeed being an original story and things like that. You don't get a lot of that in Hollywood anymore. You don't get a low-budget film in Hollywood too much anymore. So yeah. I think if we could vote with our wallet and show them that, you know, yeah, I like that. Give me more something like that. Um, that'd that'd be definitely good. make movies better in the future yeah it did feel fresh it was like I, I, yeah this is completely different from what i'm what i've seen um would you like to try and tap dance around spoilers or do you want me to start i'll let you start no i want to start no <laughs> yeah, I, start. Ahead. I, yeah start. I, I just talked for like 35 minutes about sony you talk so you know one of the biggest things i say that i'll i appreciated in the movie first thing camera angles yeah, yeah. It was lo- there's a lot of camera shots. You extremely, extremely. Just you know the how they planned that with the actors and actresses, and you know very uh, phenomenal work. Just you know stuff that I, I didn't even think about. Like and then as soon as it happened, I was like, oh, oh, oh my Ooh, god, that's really, yeah. really fucking cool. Um, and stuff like that. Do you hear that? <laughs> Cracking a cold one, huh? <laughs> Sorry, oh, go ahead. Oh, oh, you hear that? <laughs> Crack another one? No. <laughs> yeah, it's just we've just got too many. You just hear a pile of cans rattle behind you where you throw up over your head. Bad. <laughs> 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 we're just we're just shotgunning beers on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then as well as uh, trying to tiptoe around the spoiler. Um, oh, oh, I will say, all right, so lay it out in the open. Mm-hmm. I am a simple man. That's true. You, you understand me? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so like they did a they very, you know, so obviously it's about the multiverse. They did a very good job explaining it to people who are dumb as shit like me. <laughs> yeah. And it starts off weird. Like, I mean, it doesn't stop being weird, but it's weird the whole time, but not the story itself stays pretty standard. Um, it's just the things you're seeing are weird. So I don't want the weirdness to be a gate for you. It's not hard to follow. It's just, it's odd. There's weird shit happening on screen. Yeah. But yeah, you know, so I definitely appreciated that, or at least, I don't know, maybe I don't know, but yeah, it, it just felt it felt good um, going into that and like you know, given the backstory of everything and trying to comprehend and follow everything, I felt with it throughout the entire movie. I never got lost, um, which was very surprising for. I mean, just the, how bananas just the trailer was, um, right? And you know, some of the other things I appreciated is just. 
try not to go into any spoilers. Um, you know, this you one's it. probably a given, but the acting. Yeah. And, you know, for it being such a weird movie, there were times where it was weird. Um, I won't say how it impacted me. Right. But imp- impacted me uh, in just such a serious way. Yeah, we're... <clears throat> I think I even say that uh, I'd have to flip through my notes here, but yeah, I just about how it's crazy that it, it like it's a high wire act of like <laughs> we're gonna be uh, just absurdly weird and funny in the goofiest way, um, and just you know like really take it to the edge of all right, this is just silly, um, yeah. and then make you cry, and there's jokes that make you laugh out loud in the theater. That mm-hmm. then come back later in very emotionally climactic scenes, and you're like, you're yeah. laughing with tears on your face, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> and it does do a good job of flipping between those those different, you know, styles or feelings, and, and not being like, oh wait, we're doing that now. You know what I mean? Right, right. And I, I will say, you know, during the movie, I won't say you know, what was going on. I was I was crying heavily. Oh yeah, no, we both cried. And I kept looking More over. Than at, oh yeah, I kept looking over at Colin, and you know, trying to see if he saw me crying because I'm like, you know, <laughs> trying, trying to keep together. it together. <laughs> and I'm just—I heard you. I didn't look at you, but I heard you crying. <laughs> and then so we got to talking about it afterwards, and you're like, "Yeah, you were breathing." What did you say? You're breathing through your mouth, trying to. I was like, "Yeah," I was basically taking little like hyperventilating breaths. Where I'm like, because <laughs> if I exhaled, I was just gonna go. <laughs> yeah i had i the poor lady sitting next to me hearing my nachos because i didn't eat all day so i got nachos and i was in there i was like oh i'm gonna be a fat little piggy let me get a beef hot dog and some nachos with the salsa and so you know i'm fucking putting my ass down and i'm just <laughs> just, just throw in this fucking glizzy and just tearing it up. You had an experience. You just you tore up some food. Like it was two hours. I remember, I remember. I looked at you after like three bites, and I was like, "Damn, this wiener's good." You know, like yeah, this you is it. You're like, this is so good. You got it. You want a bite? And I was like, "No, I'm, I'm solid." Like, thanks. So. I was like, "It's still overpriced, but like, it's a good odd dog." <laughs> but I was like, oh. so that, pro- that poor lady hearing me go through all that and just you know, and then she gets to hear you just sobbing into your shirt <laughs> oh my god yeah no I I, uh, I did in fact hear you crying and I didn't want to make it a thing because I was also crying but uh, you know I was I think I held it together a little better hmm do you uh do you have more there? I don't want to cut you off. Um I mean we can yeah. bounce back and forth. Yeah, let's bounce back and forth. As of right now, I think I am good without getting into spoilers and yeah, I don't want to spoil any of it. Yeah. So I did just kind of break down that like the setup is that Evelyn owns a laundromat with her husband. Um and they're preparing a birthday party for her father, as well as trying to get organized for a major tax audit. So that's like the the dramatic setup, right, is that there's just a lot going on in their personal life. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it takes a really surreal turn when, as the description said, 
she discovers that she may be the only person capable of saving the fate of the multiverse. And it's like, I'm a, a middle-aged <laughs> Chinese-American immigrant who owns a failing laundromat and is getting audited, and you're telling me I have to save the multiverse. Um, yeah. And, <clears throat> and so it is a really, like, a bizarre story where you're like, what? But then it just manages to have a lot of heart where it's just about a woman who's aging and realizing there's a lot of things that she wanted to do in her life that she didn't. Um, yeah. and, and so it manages to be like, yeah, here's a, a world where something really bizarre might've happened. You know, there's a universe where you've got this and it's like, uh, it's a universe where people's mouths are on the backs of their heads. That's not a real one, but it's something bizarre like that. Right. And you're yeah. like, but you're, it's still at its heart just about this woman discovering who she might want to be or who she didn't get to be and, and what that means to her. Um, and the fact that it manages to do both of those things really well um, is just extremely, it's just so impressive to me that like, yeah, the, the dumb, silly stuff that they show you makes you laugh. And then you're like crying at the, just the emotional weight of things. And it does a great job of feeling like this would not have been made five years ago. Like it's very, like you said, like, this is a current idea. Right. Because, um, I mean, you figure the concept of the multiverse is na just now becoming present in, like, the general public's minds with, mm -hmm. like, the, M the MCU starting to introduce it in Endgame and obviously more recently in, like, Spider-Verse or Spider-Man and things like that. Um, so I do, I think it's just, man, they really managed to put this movie together and put it out right when people are starting to, the general public is going, I think I understand a multiverse, you know? Right. Um, I talked about, I said the best way to go into this movie is with as little info because there's just so many surprises within it. Um, and it manages to make the stakes massive in scale where it's like, you have to save the multiverse, right? Yeah. But then there's deeply personal stakes as well, where it's like, she's just worried about her family or, you know, things going well at home. And it manages yeah. to make them both feel equally as important. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> Again, I'm trying to dance around spoilers. Um, yeah. I'll talk about yeah. uh, characters, I guess. So mm -hmm. I thought, you know, you talked about the acting. Michelle Yeoh was just insane in this movie. Like, not, not she, she didn't play a crazy person, but just her skill was like, holy yeah, shit. She, I, I definitely think she deserves an Oscar for that. Yeah, or at least a nom. Like, I haven't seen the rest of the movies, yeah, but like, yeah. nominate this woman. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that woman was, yeah. <laughs> And I did actually get to read before I sat down an article that the uh, Daniels were talking about that they wrote this movie with Michelle Yeoh in mind. And I can tell because <clears throat> it uses all of her skills that she's gathered through her career of like being able to sing and dance and fight and obviously act. Um, mm -hmm. And they managed to weave that into the story in a really natural way where, yeah, of course, Michelle Yeoh is, you know, fighting or singing or dancing. Uh, because that's what the, the scene calls for. Um, and I thought Stephanie Sue, who was the daughter, um, I, for me, not, I had to look up and go, oh shit. Yeah, she was in Shang-Chi. Um, so she was relatively unknown to me. She was really good at playing a role that just by the nature of a multiverse, she had to have different personalities. Right. And she did a very good job at it. I thought, um, and then obviously the one that I was like, holy hell, uh, K, I'm not going to pronounce his name correctly. K. Hey, Kwan, uh, he was a great addition in the cast. Um, 
I haven't seen him in anything outside of being data or short round. And I was just surprised to see him be like like a really well choreographed fanny pack fight. <laughs> and then he's the comedic relief at times where, you know, he's like, what's going on? You know, and, right. and then he has a really powerful um, monologue in like towards the end of the film. That's like, oh, my God, this man's making me cry. Yeah, hard. And just <clears throat> I think that the like the family dynamic there uh, is feels really genuine. Um, mm-hmm. and, and like the problems that they have and the flaws that they might have as people are understandable or at least, you know, justified, even right. if they might not be like, you know, nice things. Right. They're, they're human. They're flawed people. Um, and, and it is a simple thing, but I thought it was nice to see a film where two people that are of non-English speaking backgrounds are having a conversation amongst themselves using the native language. You know, they speak Mandarin. Um, right. And it's like, yeah, why would, uh, you know, two, two Chinese immigrants who know Chinese better than English speak in English if they're the only ones in the room. Right. Um, and, <clears throat> and that actually came through really well where some of the more emotional lines of dialogue are delivered in Mandarin with subtitles. Yeah. And I think that's just a testament to the delivery of the lines and the quality of the writing that like they were really impactful and I'm having to read them to, to get that impact, you know? Yeah. I mean, just what a good job um, yeah. on all ends. The action is really good. Like they're very well choreographed. Yeah. The martial arts is just, it takes advantage of the talents of all the cast. Like I looked it up and um, the, you know, um, Oh God. I feel bad calling him Data, but the actor that plays Wayland or uh, Waymond, the the husband, mm-hmm. he hasn't been in a film as an actor since 2002, but he has done a ton of producing and fight choreography. So it makes sense to see him be able to do those things. Like I mentioned, from the, it's in the trailer that that fight where he's using a fanny pack, mm-hmm. um, and so it does a really good job of combining like really goofy, absurd comedy. Uh, in the middle of like a really high energy scene and you're like wiggling in your seat with the fight where you're like, Whoa, shit. Yeah. <laughs> like I specifically remember I heard Chris like exhale in disbelief at a very specific moment, uh, in a fight where you were just like, Whoa, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, he's having a good time over there. Yeah, I was just, getting all brained I mean, up. Yeah. Like I just, yeah, I could gush about it. Uh, but I, I don't want to hammer on about, it. I want people, have their own opinion but absolutely you got you gotta go see it it's such a good time it's too good not to and you know it deserves it like you know morbius made 80 (laughs) morbius made 80 million dollars and this made six and it's like yeah it's gotta be it's so much better and it deserves a lot more attention yeah do you have any do you have any more any more thoughts on that before we close up no yeah so you you covered everything i didn't that i would have said so then, of course, I've got to ask you, you know, what what uh, what you've been thinking about this? Week? I actually think you meant to say, welcome back to Chris's cryptid corner. <laughs> Still working on the intro. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, this week I will be talking about the White River Monster. So <laughs> I, you know, did a little bit of research. <laughs> this is me when I go swimming at the creek. <laughs> <laughs> the, the white river monster. <laughs> Better yet, that's me when I go skinny dipping. 
<laughs> yeah, the White River Monster. Um, <laughs> but so, the history behind it, some believe that the White River Monster may have afflicted the Civil War. The river, um, during multiple rivers used in the Civil War were used for transportation, and the monster okay. was supposedly responsible for overturning a boat. Sightings of the monsters began in 1950, 1915, excuse me, on July 1st of that year. An owner of a plantation near the river saw the monster. He reported of having gray skin and as wide did as a car. Did you say the Civil War? Yeah. And then you said 1915? Yeah, because it's saying how they think it affected the Civil War, but the first I sighting gotcha. was I'm in 1915. I, I'm sorry, you lost me. I was like, what? No, sorry, sorry. No, um, no. you're good. I think that's more my fault than yours. But he reported of having gray skin and as wide as a car and three cars long. Uh, as the news spread, uh, a rope net began, but ended due to lack of money and materials. <laughs> and then... I like that they geez. just they couldn't get rope together. <laughs> yeah, they're like, uh-uh-uh. Yeah, cut it. Sorry about it. Yeah. <laughs> we just the, ain't got it in the budget. Yeah, it's just... How much is that? It's That's about like, three, three quarters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, sorry, I just can't see my way clear on that. <clears throat> but uh, in the first week in 1937, fishermen noticed that they were finding it hard to land many fish, and the creature was spotted again and reported to uh, Bramlett Bateman, a nearby plantation owner who later confirmed the sighting, describing it as having the skin of, of an elephant four or five feet wide by 12 feet long with the face of a catfish. And where was this at? This was in Arkansas. Arkansas. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So a little bit out there. Yeah. I was trying to think like, oh, maybe it's a sturgeon or like a manatee, something, you know, like. Mm -hmm. that, yeah. Huh. Um, and then let's see. Feeling the creature was a threat to his crops, uh, he intended to blow up the area where the creature was spotted with TNT. But area authorities denied permission. <laughs> Naturally, they're like, no, you can't. You can't just be blowing shit up. <laughs> yeah, this guy's like, I'll fix it. Let me throw some sticks of TNT. <laughs> this here's my land. He's just throwing dynamite <laughs> at a big fish. <laughs> um... A minor social media or a minor media sensation resulted in visitors across the nation, some bringing cameras, explosives, a machine gun, <laughs> and when no more sightings were made, where a plan, when a plan to capture it uh, with a giant net failed, <laughs> dude. Again, I just like that's so American. There's this giant river monster. And they're like, let's go kill that some bitch. <laughs> let's, let's get it, um, baby. Get the it, machine gun. Yeah, and then when a deep sea diver failed to find the creature, Bateman was thought to have created a hoax. Uh, despite yeah. over a hundred confirmed sightings recorded during this short period of excitement, so I mean, it's just this—it's just it, it's just this phenomenon. I'm I'm willing to bet. I mean, it's the classic case of like you know the the big fish, right? Where you're like, I caught a fish that was this big, and then every time you tell it, it gets bigger. You know. Yeah, and it's like maybe it was just a a really big catfish because catfish can get very large. Yeah, you know you've seen people go noodling and they've got they've got a big fucking hundred pound catfish, and you know maybe somebody saw a really big catfish and they were like, 
Oh my god, there's a river monster. Yeah. And it just grew out from that. <laughs> I just, I can't get over the fact that his first instinct was, I'll blow it to hell with TNT. Yeah. And he'll blow the some bitch up, and the city's like, "No, you can't fucking do that." No, yeah, you can't do that. Like, and then why people would you coming do in, we're like, "Oh, <laughs> grab the camera!" And then you know, there's that one fucking jackass where he's like, "Grab my dynamite!" You know, he's yeah. just like, "Baby, grab my TNT. I got the machine gun. Get the kids in the car." Yeah, twenty rounds. <laughs> we'll have a <laughs> pack us a picnic, honey. We're gonna go make a weekend. <laughs> Just go kill this some bitch. <laughs> well, well, right on. Hope it tastes like tilapia. <laughs> yeah, there are there, people that have just a taste for the finer things. Would be, yeah, I say, the people who would blow it up are the kind of people who goes, let's blow it up and eat it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with roadkill. We gotta kill it. You just gotta pick around the pellets, you know? <laughs> <laughs> just pick around. <sighs> well, I appreciate that. Thank you for your contribution there. Of course, and if you guys ever have any suggestions for uh, a cryptid, definitely send us an email at simplywellmailbag at gmail.com. Yes. But what about you, Colin? What have oh, you been thinking yes. about? Yeah, let's get, let's get down to the, the important E. The nitty gritty. Yeah. Uh, no, I've, pff, uh, the only thing I wrote down was Lego Star Wars. Like, I think we posted it to Twitter. You and I got to sit down and just play Lego Star Wars. Um, yeah. And it's it's so much fun. We're still in episode one because we're old it's people who have shit. day jobs, and it's just. But we had so much fun playing around and being jackasses. Just <laughs> we were like, oh my god, there's an open world portion, and we're driving the fucking land speeders, the speeder yeah, bikes, every, and just everything, people and walls, and just tearing shit up. I was like, we should play the song Panama by Van Halen and just do donuts, you know. <laughs> Because yeah, you get coins out of her, you get like the little Lego studs, and I'm like, that's yeah, what yeah, I yeah. want, you know. I'm excited to customize my character. That's what I want. I want to customize. I'm my excited character. to you just constantly getting the shitty character while I get to be the main character, and you're just like, oh wow, that looks fun. Yeah, that seems to be a pattern here on the show. Doesn't <laughs> yeah, it? yeah, yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what you mean. What do you? <laughs> I, I, we're, right, I, yeah, I'm having a great time. You just remember who edits this show. <laughs> I just cut out any sign of you disliking anything. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, we're going to cut that. <laughs> by, by the end, it's a one-man show. Yeah, I just <laughs> cut out entirely. Yeah, but I leave in the pauses where you speak. <laughs> it's You just put in crickets. <laughs> just minutes of silence. Um, but no, we, we were having a really good time with LEGO Star Wars. The graphics are, like, insane for a LEGO game. I mean, we're playing it on my PS5, humble brag, and it's just, oh my god, it's so fun. Um, we can keep saying the word fun, but it won't change the meaning. It's fun. Um, if we felt like kids. We're sitting on the couch just like <laughs> cross-legged with yeah. our blanket over our laps, like drinking soda pops at 11 o'clock at night, <laughs> like, we're going to stay up all night. And then it's like 12.30 and you're like, I'm getting sleepy. Dude, yeah, I'm such an old man when it comes to sleep. It hits... If anything past like eleven thirty, if it's on twelve o'clock, I got bags under my eyes and I'm just yeah. like real slow blinking and I'm just Yeah, you're like Cinderella, the clock's about to strike twelve and you gotta get out of there. Yeah, I'm like, I gotta go lay down. It's <laughs> if I've never made it past twelve, so maybe one of these times I'll try to do like the beat the clock, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Run up yeah, the stairs, hopefully I don't pass out. 
<laughs> just, my God, congratulations, Christian. It's 12.05. And you're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just... Fucking but no, I just, Yeah, I think we need to sit down and just keep... We've got a lot of have-tos. Like, we got to watch yeah. shows. We got to play Lego, Star Wars. We just... We got a lot on our plate, and we need to make time for it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so... We actually did get an email uh, in the mailbag here. Um, and they you said... Cut, what'd you say? I said we got something in the mailbag here. Okay. From, uh, from someone named Mason. And okay. uh, they said, Hey, what's up, my favorite podcast host, Colin? Oh, and host number two. Oh, uh, well, isn't this real fucking rich? <laughs> I don't want to yeah. read this. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. Well, good thing you're not reading it. I am. Uh, he says, he says, was wondering if you looked into the new Harry Potter game. They dropped some gameplay and it looks awesome. I would love to hear your guys' thoughts on it. On a real note, love the podcast. Keep them going. Consistency is key and don't give up. This is a great show. I love the content and I can't wait to see this grow into a huge success. P.S. If host number two ever talks shit about Chronicle, again, I'm going to legally remove him from the podcast. And legally is in air quotes, so I think that was a death threat, which is good. Like, we haven't gotten any yet. I'm good for you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it wasn't directed at me, so I'm fine with it. But, uh, so no, I mean, do you have any thoughts on the, the new Harry Potter game? We did watch that. It's like a 15-minute gameplay yeah. um, kind of display. I, um, I think it looks pretty, pretty neat. Like, Yeah, coming from someone, I don't, I've seen... All the Harry Potters except for Deathly Hollows Part Two. That's the only one I haven't seen. Uh, um, like, literally, <laughs> like it, you made it all the way to the most important, and then you're like, pass. Yeah, I just I don't know. I just didn't watch it, but I like them. Don't get me wrong; they're all interesting. Uh, haven't seen any of the Fantastic Beasts, but they're not. You're not missing anything, right? Um, but from yeah, what I've seen of it, it looks very interesting, and I'm I'm very excited. I want to customize, uh, you know, little yeah, a little me. Yeah. yeah. I just like big, the big phony mustache. <laughs> just a fucking I think you come in as like uh, a fourth year, so you're like a fucking fifteen year old with just a full beard. <laughs> you're like, yeah, that'd be crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for for uh for reference, Chris has always had a beard. I think he came out of the womb just hairy. Yeah. Yeah, I uh when I was born, the doctors presented me, and you know they said, uh, "You know, we don't know what happened, but uh, there seems to the baby has seemed to age inside of you, ma'am." Yeah, we don't know how to tell you this, but yeah. you've given birth to a a, a man cub. <laughs> but no, uh, yeah, looks like a seven-year-old man with a couple grand in debt, and he's a used car salesman. Yeah, yeah. This this baby pays taxes, ma'am. Um, <laughs> no, so I am actually really excited for the Harry Potter game. I like that it is open world, um, and it's just there. It's so far disconnected. I think it's like two hundred or three hundred years before the movies. So it's like okay, you've got plenty of room that like shit could have happened, you know? Right. Um, you're not like butting up against lore, so that's kind of neat that they give you that free reign um, and to just. I'm not as into Harry Potter as my wife is. My wife is like. Oh my fucking god! Like nothing matters except for this game. Like when this game comes out, you could just fuck off. I wouldn't even need you. And I'm like, that's that's good, baby. But uh, I love you too. Yeah, preach. So 
she's very excited. Um, and then I was trying to get her opinion on it, and uh, I'm making sure that she's not just biased, that she's like, oh, it's got the Harry Potter brand on it, so it's going to be gold. Um, and, and she's not. She had good reasoning where she said, you know, I like the, the idea that you're going to get to be a, 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 what do you call it, a student at the school and kind of get a day in the life. But in classic Harry Potter fashion, it's not your normal school year. You know, something has to go crazy. And she was able to talk about some of the lore where she's talking about the, they showed off the, the room of requirement, which is exactly what it sounds like. It's a room that can be whatever you need it to be. And they kind of worked that into um, the gameplay where it's, you know, they justify its existence and it adds to the gameplay loop where, yeah, this is going to kind of be your, your headquarters where anything you need is in that room, which makes sense because that's what the whole deal is of that room. All right. Um, and the combat looks interesting of you being able to learn spells and mm-hmm. potion crafting and things like that. Um, but no, I mean, it, it, it looks pretty good. Um, I'm excited at the idea of just being able to travel all around that world. Um, and yeah, I'd be interested to see how it does from like, uh, you know, I think obviously, like you said, you're not as into Harry Potter. I think if it's a scale, you're the least interested in Harry Potter. And then I'm the Harry Potter. Um, and you're the what? I'm the middle, and then Morgan is just Harry Potter. Yeah. And so I think, yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how the three of us end up feeling about it once it's out and in our hands. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any more thoughts on that? Oh, excuse me. Fuck, I'm sorry. Are we keeping you up? Are we boring? No. It's nine o'clock. I just young dogs <laughs> sleepy. Uh, listen, I'm, I'm on a I'm on a strict schedule, man. We're getting I'm close getting to the all... witching hour. Yeah, I'm all tired. Uh no. <laughs> that 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 definitely covers it. I I am excited for it. I def I definitely look forward to playing it. Um the, my only thing with it is I hope that like I'm not sure if demos or like betas are going to be a thing with this but i hope there's something along those lines um just to maybe test it out before i fully commit to it right yeah get a little get a little hands-on well either way i'll play it so you can come over and test a little test of the glory do the test (laughs) and not (laughs) sure yeah no i'll 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 have it like release day so you'll be able to come over and give it a little test (laughs) don't you want a test of the glory Still the Tesla. <laughs> just, just, this becomes the podcast. We just read the script for Nacho Libre. <laughs> Except we trade off scene to scene which one of us plays Nacho. <laughs> I believe oh, in right. science. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we want to thank you guys just so much for your attention and support. I know that sounds sarcastic, but I do mean it. Um, if you guys enjoyed this episode, be sure to give it a really good review. Tell your friends about it. Word of mouth is just huge. Um, you know, mm-hmm. just tell everybody. Scream it on the sidewalk to just strangers. That's, that's uh, what I do. <laughs> yeah. I just, I just scream in public. Anything. Uh, so, Chris, if people wanted to get in touch with us to give us feedback or send us death threats, talk shit about you, ask us questions, how would they do that? Yeah, of course. If uh, you want to do any of those things, you can uh, get a hold of us on Twitter at uh, whelmed underscore simply. You can get us on Insta- Instagram at simply whelmed podcast. And then our email is, of course, that's simply whelmed mailbag at gmail.com. Yes. So next week, we're thinking that we might do a 
bit of a dive in on Barry because it's starting up not too long from now. And we've got less of that to catch up on than we do Better Call Saul. Disclosure there. Uh, yes. So we're going to try and wrap up our, our viewing of Barry and then run down on, on where it ends off at season two. Um, and just our, our thoughts on the show as a whole. Um, maybe we'll watch the trailer for season three before we get to recording and we can talk about what we think might be coming up. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so just get a little bit of dive in on TV. And so, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we'll see you next thank Wednesday. You, thank you. Yeah, we'll see you guys later. Bye. <laughs>